difficult things as a pastor is to help encourage and lead towards strength and hope, and that at the same time, be realistic and understand that things are not necessarily easy. That faith itself, spirituality itself, is, is a gift from God, and it is the greatest gift that we've ever received in Jesus, and we celebrate that this time of year. But I know, I, I know that this weekend, this moment is awesome, and everybody's together, you're here. We, we decided this year to put everybody in here at one time and, and just kind of try to have everybody together. We've got a countdown. This is our second to last Christmas here, and, and before we move, and we're just excited about all of that, but wanted everybody to be together again. And so it's exciting now in this moment. It's exciting this evening as I get together with my family. Um, it's exciting tomorrow, and it's exciting as you go to be with family and those on live stream that are with family. You've already left town, but you're still joining us. It is exciting. But everything we dealt with yesterday is waiting for us as soon as Christmas is over with. And that's, that's the hard part, is the truth is there, there is issues like government overreach, and there are issues like a failing economy, and there are issues related to health and diagnosis and future, and there are difficulties in our families and struggles in our relationships. But I believe that faith, and I believe the faith that is particularly initiated in the Christmas story, teaches us and reminds us that faith is forged actually out of inconvenience. It's, it's forged actually when times are difficult. It's forged during hardship. The prophecy throughout the Old Testament, as you read through the book of Psalms or you read prophets like Isaiah and Jeremiah who struggled so much and yet saw in the future, in a time undisclosed to them, 700 years in advance, where there would be a moment where light would penetrate darkness. And that light would be for us, for those who trust, for those who believe that God loves us cares for us and has not abandoned us, has not just created us and let us make the worst possible mistake in our sin and then left us to just simply toil and labor and be in pain and be in hardship. He is with us in these moments. The Christmas story that we read with the kids is one of the greatest illustrations. And over the next three weeks, we're going to look at the Christmas story in its full context, even the two-year delay with the wise men. And we're going to look at how in each moment of the Christmas story, God is speaking to the people and saying, here's what I want you to do. And the people respond. And just like we've been saying all fall, let's go. Let's, let's react in a positive direction to the call of God on our lives. Right in the middle of the beautiful Christmas story is this peril that we shared with the kids and we talked to them about. That that decree goes out from Caesar in Luke chapter 2. And the whole empire is required. This is not optional. It's not a choice. It is everyone is required to register. And they're required to register in their hometown. This isn't vacation. This isn't a road trip. This isn't a cruise. This isn't an airline flight. This is a difficult journey at a difficult time of year in a difficult set of circumstances, and nobody is happy about it. And yet, 
These individuals, Joseph and Mary, had seen angels earlier, and it's not angels. This is the government that's telling you you have to go. But in verse 4, it simply says, Joseph also went up to the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, gives us the entire geographic reference to, to Joseph's background because he was a house and of the family line of David to be registered along with Mary. And I don't have the answer, honestly. I don't know why Mary had to go. In most senses, counts, particularly in the Old Testament, they don't even include women. So um, most references we have in Scripture where it says there were 5,000 men that day when Jesus fed them. That's just men, honestly. It's very literal. It's just men. They didn't count the women and the children, which is kind of amazing. If you just pause for a second, think about that. Okay, if it's 5,000 men, no man got there without a woman telling him how to get there and giving him instructions. So, I mean, so you can double it immediately to 10. And um, babysitters were probably hard to come by that day in Galilee. And so probably add in three, four, five, six kids. And um, the numbers get really big that Jesus fed that afternoon. It was hard. It was inconvenient. And yet they came. And while they were there in verse 6, the time for her to give birth. No, no room. We've all heard it how many times over, the, over our lifetime, whether you know Christ, whether you have a relationship with him or not, how many times have we heard? No room in the end. And so they end up in a stable, in a manger, in a barnyard, however you want to picture it, a corral. Not the place for a baby. And not the place for a baby who would change our lives. Faith is forged in inconvenience. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to look at that and and we're going to ask ourselves, what does it mean to hear the direction and see the direction God wants me to go and make a decision to go and to live out my faith in the crucible of real life? Not some fairy tale, not some make-believe story, not some moment that we, we guarantee that it ends happily ever after, but in everyday real life. But it starts in an inconvenient, difficult hardship of travel and a birth in a manger. And the prophecy of Isaiah and others becomes vividly real. Isaiah said that God spoke when it floods, when the flames are overwhelming, when the road is difficult, when the mountains are steep, when the, when the pathway is covered in boulders, I will be there. I will hold you with my righteous right hand. That this transition from last year to next year, that this transition from Christmas into what lies ahead, I don't know and I don't have answers or solutions, except that I know this. The same way we went through 2023, not alone, not rejected, and not left behind, we'll go through 2024 with a God who loves us, cares for us, and is right in the middle of our mess to help us. Faith isn't always convenient. Faith isn't always easy. But faith is always real and helpful.
So tonight, we close out this service. We're going to sing two more Christmas songs. We're going to light candles. We're going to remember that light that penetrated darkness. We're going to remember that hope that was born in that inconvenient pathway of, and journey that Joseph and Mary went on. And we're going to look at that light and we're going to sing together and remember. Whatever next year has in store, whatever tomorrow has in store, whatever the rest of today has, as Josh already complimented you, you have already been inconvenienced. Could not have been any more difficult getting to church this morning. But you will prevail. And the good news is not because we're strong enough or because we're capable enough, but because he has always been strong enough, always capable enough, and has always loved us enough to want to be with us when it's inconvenient. So tonight, today, start that journey and say, yes, Lord, whatever's ahead, I'm going to trust you. Be in my life. Be with me. Guide me. Lead me. And when it's not convenient, just know I will trust you. Always trust you. Because you came here for me. I love you. And I want my life to reflect that. In the beautiful name of Jesus.